the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to the special edition of the Spurs News Podcast. On today, the 31st of January 2022, it's winter transfer deadline day. I am Sam, joining me to discuss all of the stories and the transfer stuff going on this month, or the month that has been. It's my partner in crime, it's Matt. Hey, you mate, it's strange recording on a Monday, isn't it? It's a bit weird. Very strange, yes. Yeah, we, we record Thursday mornings as a rule. Sometimes it changes slightly, but generally later in the week is the way to go. Um, obviously, last week's episode, we decided, you know what? Um, we were having sort of trouble scheduling it at our end, and we were like, you know, deadline day's Monday, let's let's just drop this show and go to Monday, and then we'll have loads to talk about, because the club are going to do massive business, and and yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we are. <laughs> they've done a bit, Sam, they've done a bit. They've done nothing yet. They're, there's two players nearly signed, but they've done nothing yet. Uh, of course, we're talking, uh, it is 9am, basically, as we record this on Monday the 31st of January. So, as and when you listen to this, obviously, so much could have changed. In fact, whilst we are recording, I've got a running feed next to me. So, if stuff happens whilst we're talking, I'll be able to talk about it. One of the things that has been announced, which isn't Tottenham related as such, but it's just a nice thing I thought we'd open the show with, Christian Eriksen's back in the Premier League. He has officially joined Brentford. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's good to see him back, isn't it? I, I, don't, I yeah. don't know about you, though, but I just, after what happened uh, yeah. for, for Dem- when he was playing for Denmark, yeah. I I feel uncomfortable. I mean, look, yeah, I'm no... no, I'm I, know, no I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I, I'm no expert, and I'm you know that obviously the medical guys at Brentford yeah. are gonna not gonna take him on unless they're hundred percent sure that he's okay. But yeah. Christ, every time that guy gets on the pitch, I'm gonna be like, please get through the ninety minutes. Yeah, no, I know, and and it's 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 a strange. I think we talked about it on this show before, so we won't go there for too much now. But that that day when I watched that happen live is just still one of the most haunting moments of my life. It was it was horrible. Um, yeah, so uh, I love that he's well enough. I love that he's passed all of these tests and medicals, etc. I love that he feels well enough to be back in the Premier League of all leagues. Um, I, I hope that he does well. I hope he thrives and his family likes being back in London. Um, I hope that he takes a day off against us. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's, it's you know it's, it's nice to see him, and hopefully it's nice, it'd be nice to see him looking well as well so uh, very good luck to him welcome back um there, there's a couple of other sort of like random stories that i sort of want to want to sort of get out of the way if that makes sense and not not to belittle them but just kind of like the, these are the narky things <laughs> so let's sure. sort of um i i, I feel I've been on the fence about whether whether we should talk about it or not, but I feel like with with the platform we've got talking about football, it'd be wrong of us not to, uh, as men, basically not to mention the Mason Greenwood story from the weekend. Mm. Um, he's a Manchester United player, not Tottenham, obviously, but it's football, and we talk about football on this podcast. Um, what has happened for anyone who's missed it, which which I think is probably hard to have by now. Um, overnight from Saturday into Sunday, Mason Greenwood's now ex-girlfriend released images of physical abuse um, alleged from him. 
and a rather horrifying uh, recording, audio recording, um, of, of what is basically a sexual assault. Uh, this was released, and of course, within you know, within hours, it was everywhere. You know, th- this sort of information went viral from Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, it was taken down by her. A statement was put out by her father claiming her phone was hacked. Um, I, I would. I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that statement, but a few smarter people than me have said he's probably being advised to say that by solicitors, um, which I, I guess uh, is is possibly the case. But from from my point of view, I don't know how, as a father, you could possibly put out such a calm statement mm. <laughs> given given what's happened um but i keep seeing this ongoing thing about mason greenwood's career oh he's thrown it away he's this is that no one seems to actually be focusing on or, you know, forget football for a moment the, the guy if <laughs> look let, let's just say all the evidence here is, suggests and that audio recording everything suggests he has done this forget a football career the guy's a piece of shit and deserves to be in jail Forget football. Why? Why is that being discussed? Why is it? Oh, he's thrown away a promising career. Bollocks! <laughs> That's got nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's, we've 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 spoken about it in the past that we almost don't look at football players as people. I know it's in a, in a yeah. random kind of way. It's like a weird bubble. It's isn't a disconnect, it? isn't yeah. it? So yeah. people have got this kind of disconnect of like football players being just. I mean, all right, they're they're wealthy, but apart from that, yeah. they're just like you and I. And like you said, um, you know, there's a few people going, "Oh, what happened to guilt, uh, innocent to prove guilty?" But yeah. uh, to be honest, yeah, the the, the video recording is clearly him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, and it, and it's 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 a, a recording of of him raping his his, his ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, people will say, "Oh, you know, maybe I've heard on Twitter, and you've probably seen this because I know you you like to go on Twitter." Yeah. Some people are saying. You know, she set him up. But then the oh, the, the, count, the counter yeah. argument to that would be, if it wasn't, if it was the first time, or if she'd done it, yeah. then that's for. But but someone would record. So, look, again, we're um, this is something I am assuming. Uh, yeah. that, but but it, it sounds like if it it's sort of thing that would happen more than once. So she wants to yeah. record it to to prove that it is happening. You know. Yeah, and and this this is this is it. I mean, uh, I do have to be really really clear about this. Obviously, none of this has been proven in court of law. We are speculating based on the evidence that has been put in the public domain, which has since been deleted. Of course, once something's on the internet, it is there forever. So this is just me and Matthew giving our opinion on on what we, we have seen and what we think. But I, I didn't want this to go by. There's, there's this running thing about not all men and stuff like that. And it's this running theme that I see on a regular basis. And it is true. It is true that majority of men, the vast majority, look on people who commit crimes like this with utter disgust, mm. uh, which is the right attitude to it. And unfortunately, there is there is this feeling that it still happens, though, and there still is this kind of culture of not actually speaking up about it. And I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to change that in myself. Like, this kind of lad culture when I was younger, and I, I participated in the kind of the, the wolf whistling, this kind of... And, Basically, it's only now that I'm older, I'm realising just how problematic that behaviour actually is. Because I know, me personally, as the person I am, I would never assault a woman in any way, shape or form. 
The woman doesn't know me from Adam. She just sees this great big guy maybe making some sort of sexual reference or remark or anything. It's probably terrified. Mm. It's only as I've got older I've realised how problematic that is and I think it needs to be called out more. Uh, this is obviously an extreme. What Mason Green has done is just, on every single level, disgusting. The fact that the club, Manchester United put out a statement early in the day saying we've been made aware, we are now investigating. By the end of the day, they'd suspended him not allowed at the training ground, certainly won't be playing, would suggest to me that Man United have looked at this and gone, whoa, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you look at other teams, Manchester City, uh, I think it's Mendy, the player. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Several uh, rape charges against him. And, you know, the police investigation, and he carried on being in their squad because their attitude was, well, it's a police investigation and at the moment he's not guilty. So he continues. Manchester United have looked at this and gone, "No, <laughs> you're you're not coming anywhere near this club whilst this is being, you know, the police are handling this." But they've made that decision straight away. Uh, another player, and and this is going to kind of bring us back to uh, from this segueing back to almost professionally, like back to transfer stories. There's a player currently at Brighton who Tottenham have been linked with quite heavily called. Uh, I'm going to bur- murder this name, but everyone that knows that. Uh, Basuma. Okay. Uh, Y-V-E-S is his first name. Yves Basuma. Uh, Tottenham been linked heavily with him. I've seen a lot of our fans across our Facebook page, Twitter, really excited about the possibility of signing him. Is anyone aware that he's currently under police caution and arrest for rape allegations? Sorry, sexual assault allegations? Wow, no. The guy was arrested in Brighton in a nightclub with one other. They were jailed overnight, released on bail. The investigation continues and it is a current active thing. Brighton have kept him in their squad, kept him playing. But that is an ongoing police investigation. Now, of course, again, innocent to prove it is generally a thing. And there could be a lot of compelling evidence. I have no idea about where he is not involved in the club. have seen that and are aware of that. And that's why they're happy for him to continue. But I do think, as a football club, Tottenham, etc., and as fans, we need to be more aware of these things. Like you said, football seems to exist in this kind of bubble, and these people are put on pedestals. And that happens with celebrity culture everywhere, and and, and granted, but this is definitely problematic that I'm there saying to people, well, I don't really think we should sign him because of this, and people are going, wow, knew nothing about that. It's in the press. It is everywhere. I think think the thing is, Sam, uh, and this is something I've learned um, with with a a personal journey that I've been going through over the last few months, and it's not something I'll I'll talk about as as a subject, but what it's made me realise is that the more you're exposed personally to something, the more it... uh, affects your mindset so to, to give you an example so with this yeah. guy this Brighton guy yeah. have you heard the, the woman being raped yeah have you heard any have you heard any of it or is it just no. speculation no. that's the thing isn't it that's why the Mason Green one Greenwood one is all over Twitter and everywhere because we're hearing it we're hearing the abuse and yeah. when you and when you hear it that's when you're like fuck do you know do you know what I mean like yeah, we're, yeah. We're, so, we're, we're so we're so tuned as human beings to be kind of out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Did you know what I mean? Yeah, and when it yeah, when it gets yeah, when it gets when it gets uh, given to your mind, or when it gets uh, uh, presented to your mind, you're like, "Wow, that's horrendous." And 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 the reason why is because as human beings, the vast majority of us are, are empathetic, aren't we? So mm. we're hearing that poor girl being attacked, and we're just 
you know, you 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 either get in the rage. You look like me. I, I, my initial reaction was a rage. I was like, this guy, like honestly, <clears throat> yeah, scumbag, absolute scumbag. Because we're hearing the victim, uh, basically being abused, aren't we? You know, we are. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing, isn't it? And and I think probably the bright one, like you say, a I didn't even hear about the the, the, the we was after him, and b never even heard about the allegation because yeah. No, you know, it's we're not being we've not been presented with any, anything other than than, no. than than a police a police report, you know, and and, and that's why I think that uh, probably, I mean, with the dad, I don't know, and we, we, we I don't want to kind of guess why he's put that statement out. I mean, I'm hoping no. that as a father, he's absolutely lucky. He wants to kill him. Do you know what I mean? Like most of us probably well, want to kill him. You know? Yeah, I mean, but, I, but I read it yesterday, and I was like, I can't imagine a father ever saying that in light of what he's just seen and heard. No, exactly. But but which I, is I, what, like I said, why I feel like it must have been a solicitor wrote that. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, completely. But but I w- what I would say as well is that. Like it's been taken down, obviously, and and, and we we're we're guessing, we're assuming because the police have, or or someone's advised to take all the stuff yeah. down. But I personally am glad it was up there for a while, and we've all got to hear yeah. it because yeah. we're now hearing it. You know, we we all know what you know. And don't get me wrong, I don't think it should be like a look. It, 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 by the sounds of things, and again, it's all assuming if it is true and it is him and all that, and he ends up going to jail, good. That's what he deserves, and should never yeah. go anywhere near a football football pitch ever again. You know, he doesn't deserve anything like that. He's 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 what he's done. As as you know, people talk about old oh, council culture. No, if this guy's if this guy's done what he's done and it's proved in courts, then I'm sorry, you don't deserve anything. You know, you've yeah. you've proven what kind of monster you are. You know, but I'm I'm glad that. That it's it. Look, we're we're talking about like we know we. I know you said look, you know it's not Spurs, but it's football related. We're talking about it, aren't we? You know, people are talking yeah. about. Everyone's talking about it, and that's good. The more we're talking about yeah. it, the more this kind of stuff gets exposed. The more yeah. as a, as a, as a society and as a as a as a human race, we grow and we learn and, and we become better people. You know, so yeah. as as much as it's horrendous what's happened to her, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I'm glad that 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 it came out and we got to hear it. As horrible as yeah. it sounded, as uncomfortable as it made me feel. Yeah. I'm glad I heard it because because yeah. it like you said it, it is we, we're from like you said we're from a generation aren't we where earlier in our in our life yeah. we was we caught the tail end of that kind of male chauvinist you yeah, know you only had to look yeah. at some of the comedians like even I mean it sounds silly now but like the mother-in-law jokes don't get me wrong like I think the you know they're funny but when you I think back so many of but, those. but it's still it's still male chauvinist isn't it yeah, it's still kind it of sexist and it's like it I don't get me wrong like I, I, I think like I like listening to Ricky Gervais and he's one of these people yeah. who says look comedians are there to make jokes you choose whether to be offended or not i appreciate yeah, that but it, no, it's I it, i'm saying it because it kind of represents the culture that we that we yeah. kind of caught the tail yeah, end I mean, of you we, know we did i mean you're right i mean we're very very similar in age and me and you have both probably over the last 10 years of our lives reflected a lot on yeah. some of the stuff that just culturally inappropriate from our youth which was just language like you know the, the use of like racist language in our youth was as as used as any other word and then suddenly you've got older and you go wow i used to say that all the time wow yeah you know, it's like that is that is not right <laughs> but it yeah. was just that was it and like you said about evolution of society our society has evolved to a point where they've looked at that and gone no my kids never use anything like that and in 10 to 20 years time their kids will probably have things that they, you know you just evolve past it it's just moved and and you're right i just want to say sort of like the final my final thought on this with the stuff that it was released my final thought is that I, I i i know she said it was hacked and everything like that i want to just say how incredibly brave the woman is for making that recording 
people are accusing her of like entrapment and stuff like that. It's absolute horseshit. This has clearly happened to her before, and she wanted to make sure there was evidence. She's taking pictures and everything like that. She in this being released, if it was her or if it was hacked or anything like that, there are probably. I mean, I can't say definitely. There are probably other women in very similar positions dating footballers, rugby players, stars, if you like, that are possibly looking at that today and are feeling empowered to finally say something and speak out. And I hope that there are some nasty pieces of shit quaking in their boots right now because suddenly they've seen, oh crap, this is getting exposed and that's the public reaction. Maybe I need to check myself. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, just, just that's, that's final thought. The, the last thing, then, sort of like weird thing to talk about before we get diving into uh, general transfer dealings, and that is the saga of Oli Tanner. Have you heard much about this? This is the guy that's playing non-league football at the moment, and everyone's yeah. mocking us because we can't even sign a non-league player. Yeah. So, so let's clear this up then. Yeah. So, Oli Tanner's 19 years old, nearly 20. Uh, he plays for a non-league club called Blues. Uh, Tottenham, a uh, very talented young player, and Tottenham agreed a fee with Luz, which was a six-figure sum, so basically a hundred grand or over. It was it was agreed with them, and uh, most press agree it was roughly a hundred thousand pounds. Massive for a non-league club, uh, and a massive outlay for a Premier League club to a non-league team for for a young player. Within days of that kind of being rumored, I say days. Within hours of that kind of being rumored that he was going to sign for a Premier League club, Tottenham fans found him. On social media, here's his Twitter, here's his Instagram. Oh, he's an Arsenal fan. Loads of jokes. And that was genuinely it. That was, oh, look, you know, we're all great, we're signing another Arsenal fan. Ha ha. We're full of them. You know, jokes, jokes, jokes. Unfortunately, what then happened is people went through his Twitter account and found that not only was he a diehard Arsenal fan, he was a diehard Arsenal fan that made a lot of nasty comments about Harry Kane. You can literally go through his tweets and replies and there were... I mean, there's two that stand out that people shared. There were about 10 to 15 that were just really inappropriate, really awful, really attacking the way he speaks and, and all sorts, just just stuff like that. And, of course, that got shared like crazy. Once that happened, the club were made aware of it. So my first point I want to make about this is what the hell sort of due diligence are the club doing that this isn't looked at? Yeah. Uh, this is my this, so that's my first point. It's a young player, and you're about to elevate him from non-league football to the Premier League spotlight, knowing you've got millions of fans, and knowing that fans go into they look, <laughs> they are going to look at this stuff. What we got rumored about signing Matt Doherty, and by the afternoon of the rumor, everyone had found every tweet he'd made that was pro Arsenal. You know that was. And then they had to do the signing video of him basically deleting them all like, oops. <laughs> now, yeah. luckily for him, he never tweeted anything nasty because if he has, that deal would never have happened. And that's what's happened here. Ollie Tanner, as a, as a young teen, has made a mistake on social media, which, of course, is there, is still there. And the club have now withdrawn. And they've done this, and they've done it in a way which is allowing him to save face a little by saying that he couldn't agree terms. But here's the actual facts of that. The actual facts is that Tottenham went, we can't sign you because of this. Yeah. And allow this to be a lesson to every young professional out there in every career. Your social media gets checked. Trust me, I'm an employer. I check. <laughs> I look to see what sort of person you are when you're not in your suit in front of me being interviewed. 
it's a fantastic gauge. It is a really fantastic gauge. And how in the hell the club didn't do this before shining a light on this kid, I'll never know. But just my final thing on this, uh, and Matt, please do chime in once I've said this. Um, I did see a bit on Twitter yesterday. I saw one tweet from a big Tottenham account saying, well done, Tottenham Twitter, you've scared off a child. And I want to kind of address that a little bit because at what point... He was 15, 16 when he made these comments to Harry Kane, okay? At what point do people stop being a child? I know this is a debate. I know this is probably a bigger debate than the one I'm willing to have here on the podcast because we're 20 odd minutes in already. But, like, 16 years old, married, sex, you know, you can have kids legally, all these things. You're legally responsible enough to do all these things. But he's not responsible enough to know you don't abuse people online. I'm sorry, I don't buy that. I I get that it was a mistake, and I get a kid can look at that and go, look, I made a mistake, it was bad, and everything like that. But he's now 19, nearly 20. The tweets were still there. You know, I, I, for example, on my personal Twitter account years ago, made a joke which was really inappropriate on Twitter. And at one point, I sort of looked at it and went, oh my God, I said that? That's awful. And I deleted it. Mm. <laughs> because it was like, oh, no, that's that's really not me. I wonder what hell sort of moment I was in that I'd make that joke. That doesn't make any sense. It was like after a, uh, it was something that happened in the world and I shared a joke about it. But anyway, so you do grow up. Of course you do. And you do make mistakes when you're younger. Of course you do. But to me, you can't just say, oh, Tottenham Twitter scared a child off. That's horseshit. The guy's nineteen twenty. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I think that's an, that's extru- an extreme way of putting it. Um, yeah. And I don't want to kind of... I, I do get where you're coming from. I do I do get where you're coming from. Yeah. I think probably, like, you know, funny enough, like we were just talking about it about 10 minutes ago, how we've kind of... Where we, me and you, with our generation, how we've seen one thing and seen another thing. And, you know, I know you said you saw a tweet from a while ago, but when we were... 16 there wasn't yeah. there wasn't social media at all was no, there there was thank nothing goodness. thank goodness yeah there yeah. you go thank goodness there wasn't now i i i mean i was um i think back to when i was 18 right? and mm. I, I was um my my uncle uh, who's got some uh interesting views on things that you yeah. know i think are just truly abhorrent and disgusting but i was a 17 18 year old and i looked up to people so for example i looked up to my uncle and um yeah. You know, he got a big fat England tattoo on his arm. Yeah, I'm going to get one. So I got a big fat England tattoo on my arm, yeah. you know, and, and made certain decisions, made certain comments. And I look back, look, I look back now and I'm horrified by, by the way, the way I, the views I had on things. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was me. I just feel like when you, when you, when you're young, you kind yeah. of like, well, it's, all the time as humans we want to we want to fit in don't we we would like you know it's that it's that instinct to want to feel like part of a tribe so you're kind yeah. of whoever your tribe are you want to fit in within that tribe so he's an arsenal and look, when i'm saying all this stuff right i'm not condoning him saying anything about harry whatever he said because i don't know what he said but i can yeah. imagine it's quite horrible so i'm not this is not me condoning what he said but no. i can imagine as a 15, 16 year old, he's surrounded by all these Arsenal fan mates. Yeah. Carrie Kane's a Spurs player. I mean, look, you know, we we, 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 we talk about some of the about some of the abhorrent stuff that's that's that, that recently with with Chelsea and, and like you know and you hear yeah. stuff. Fans do it. It's enough. We can't stop it. As much as we think it's disgusting, we can't stop yeah. it. So that is the culture of it. No, so I, I agree. So, so I, I, and I do get what you're saying. I, I know where you're going, but yeah. I, 
I, I do think that again it, it's kind of like a it's just a I, I, I can forgive you know like I literally can look at a situation and say look you've done this this was stupid you know you come out of it but the fact is the club have then spoken to him they've looked at it and they've made the decision not to sign him because of it there's ways this could have been handled you know this kid could have looked at that and gone yeah that's awful you know I, I tweeted that when I was 15 16 years old I've now deleted it today obviously growing up I don't you know I, I look back at that and think wow what an idiot and the club would have taken a view on that, surely, because like like with the Doherty reveal video, you know, the Doherty reveal video was kind of poking fun at all the jokes he'd made and stuff and all the pro-Arsenal stuff. With this, the kid could have sat in front of a camera and just been like, you know, I know Tottenham fans have seen this, but, you know, this is this reality. And it could have been addressed. The reality, clearly, he isn't of a mindset to do that. Or clearly, perhaps within the club, they're of a mindset that they're fed up of people attacking certain mm, things and, yeah. and they're not gonna they're not gonna tolerate it anymore. No, yeah. But I, I do I do think everyone needs to reflect on it. like like you just said then about, you know, when we were younger and definitely for me as well, I definitely made mistakes in things I've said and done. I've definitely made mistakes in my actions. Nobody is perfect. And I do not want this kid to go through his entire life, you know, castigated because of errors he made on social media I don't think that's the case I don't think him signing for Tottenham given what he did made sense and I'm glad that that is not happening because I don't think it was a good idea for anybody involved I I think the big learning curve here for us as a football club and our recruitment should be that that stuff should have been found the club should have identified that before the fans did. Mm. So before it hit the press that this kid was going to be signing for us and all the fans looked, the club should have found it, spoke to him, delete that, <laughs> because the minute everyone finds out, do you, do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, it the, could have been yeah, handled that's, that's the That's the thing. There's, there's a lot of talk about uh, we, we as hum, humans, we're not... Uh, um, Technology is is far outpacing us, far far outpacing yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, they, they said I've, I've I've heard somewhere that by 2029 AI is going to be more intelligent than the most intelligent human on the planet, and in mm. 2045 AI will be one billion times more intelligent than human beings. So yeah. we are getting far outpaced. Skynet. We, 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 yeah, yeah, it's kind of yes. I knew you'd think that. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. But, but it's not. Do you know what the guy who was listening to saying it? He said it's not Terminator scary. It's more like <laughs> you know, like AI. You get you, you know you, you know what it's like. You know when you talk. You, it's, you, it's the intuitive programming. Yeah, you, you talk. Yeah. You're talking to somebody just randomly about something, about a gazebo, and then you go on your phone, and on Facebook, there's a gazebo yeah. effort, you know. So it's listening, yeah. it's working us all out. We, we all know that, you know. Yeah. But um, I think that because because we're getting outpaced, we're not. We we kind of like it's almost like a firefighter mentality uh, with dealing with things like this. And really, like you say, probably every club should have a specific person that yeah. right. Okay. This, if it, uh, Steve Hitchin has identified a football player can you please now do your job and go through every Facebook, Twitter, Instagram go through everything please before we make a bid or show any further interest yeah. there needs to every club needs to employ a person that does this because yeah. it will avoid the, that, that, that in the future won't it? It, it will and, and it's a lesson for everyone involved it's a lesson for every young aspiring person for whether you're aspiring to become a footballer or anything you need to be responsible and you need to show that and you need to look at yourself when you're doing these things and it's a lesson for employers and football clubs etc because the spotlight went from a non-league footballer let's face it no one cared what he tweeted to yeah. the premier league to 
everything being under a microscope and before that happened the club should have been ready should have prepared it and should have looked at it but anyway so so those are the things i want to wrap up so as of right now uh, as of this moment tottenham have not completed any transfer deals for incoming or outgoing from the first team squad from the development squad we have seen niall john leave on loan we have seen jack clark leave on loan by the way, he's left on loan to Sunderland, and Sunderland have just sacked their manager today. Lee Johnson. That's a bizarre gone. second. The third in the table. I thought that. Yeah, I know they got I drubbed, but by, by Bolton. But I mean, it's yeah. one game. That that kind of feels like perhaps behind the scenes he's had a massive argument, yeah. and the squad haven't played, and the board yeah. have just gone whoa. Yeah. Stuff we yeah. don't know. Yeah, it, it feels odd though, doesn't it? Like because they're doing well, they got drummed. Which can happen, but it feels kind of like for them to sack him the next day. Yeah, sure. I don't know. It's a bit odd. Um, and we've also seen. Um, oh wow, that's bad, isn't it? We've sold him, and his name. Oh, Dylan Marcande's gone. Uh, permanent transfer sold to Blackburn Rovers for half a million, possibly raising to a million and a half, depending on appearances and things. Uh, the poor kid made his debut and got injured. He's out for the rest of the season. I can't believe that. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> no, Jeez. I can't believe it. I, I was so... I, I mean, I was glad he left all that stuff. I was so pleased for him. He's going to go play first-team football in the Championship. You know, all this, He's playing for Blackburn Rovers. Great history. Good club. Yeah, came on, got injured. He's out for the rest of the season. Wow. I just... That's that's football, you know. That's life, isn't it? What you know, sliding doors kind of, moment, though, sir? Yeah, <laughs> you're just kind of you're, you know you're carrying on, you're fine, and then bang. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. This. Well, if they yeah, if they get, I mean, they're doing well. If they get promoted, then you know he could potentially be a Premier League player next yeah, season, come know, back fit, know. you know. So yeah, good good guy. Um, really nice lad. Really, yeah, uh, Tottenham fan as well, but just. Just one of those things, uh, he's gone. So uh, so that's from the development squad. From the first team squad, what we can talk about in regards to incomings as we speak, there are two players potentially signing for us today. I'm saying potentially. I'm trying to be really caveated. They're signing for us today, all right? <laughs> we know it. Uh, there's two players. One called Rodrigo Bentancourt. Oh, it's Sam's butcher's names all over again. Matt, do you know how to say his name? It's been t- uh, Do you know what? How's it spelled, Sam? It is B-E-N-T-A-N-C-U-R. Bentanko, isn't it? Bentanko. But he's Uruguayan. Like, if he was Bentanko. like, if that was a kind of Eastern European, I'd feel confident saying Bentankur or something <laughs> like that. But Uruguayan, I'm like, Bentankur could be a Bentankur. I have no idea. It doesn't sound Uruguayan. Not that I'm up no, on Uruguayan no. surnames. But well, just... Rodrigo, Rodrigo. There probably we go. from that area. The so, so Rodrigo <laughs> is 24 years old. He's a Uruguayan international. We're going to be paying roughly 15.8 million for him with a potential 4.2 million in add-ons depending on certain things being met. Uh, that's around appearances, Champions League qualification, etc so a total fee for him of around 20 million quid it's a pretty good signing to be honest with you it's, it's not bad business uh, mm. he's a central midfielder defensive midfielder he's played a big part in Juventus Gazeta titles over three seasons um he's fallen he's kind of fallen out with the fans there which is quite an interesting article I read yesterday uh a Juventus um big the, the Juventus big kind of fan thing uh, translated into English which is an interesting read. Have you ever read a Google Translate of an article? I can imagine, it, yeah. It, it is, yeah, it's carnage. You get the gist, <laughs> get but the gist, yeah. it is it is carnage. I'm like, my Italian is atrocious. So I, <laughs> I'm reading it, I'm like, there's no way it meant that. And I flick back to the Italian, I'm like, okay, maybe it did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but, but basically, it's, it's sort of saying he made a mistake in a high-profile Champions League game, gave the ball away, and the fans turned on him, like full-on Real Madrid style on Bale. Wow. Um, so, so the guy's the guy's gone. Um, he also doesn't really fit the new manager system. But Antonio Conte wanted him uh, at Inter, um, so that's working out quite well. Good. Um, the other guy that um, Antonio Conte actually went on the record as Inter trying to sign, and one of the reasons he stropped off from Inter, if you like, because they failed to do it, is Dejan Kulisevsky. And this guy doesn't sound Swedish, does he? No. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing to me? Like you're not the Swedish chef, Gordon. Gordon, yeah. See, I can't. He's 21 years old, Swedish international. We're signing him on an initial 18 month loan. There is a buy clause that can become compulsory should we qualify for the Champions League. Uh, the basic clause in there is in total 37 million. Uh, I'm told that about seven million that's the loan fee for the eighteen months, with thirty million basically being triggered should we get Champions League qualification or if we choose to. Uh or after eighteen months he, he goes home <laughs> back to Juventus. But by all accounts it would appear that they are being signed, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'd look I'm not gonna lie, I don't know too much about them, but you know, they seem decent players and, and they they I mean they're they're playing for one of the best teams argued yeah. in Europe, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where there's two players and two names. I'll be completely honest, I didn't know. Um, and and it's, uh, it's an interesting thing for me, this, because I've always uh, really enjoyed Italian football ever since, like, the 90s, when uh, after Italian 90, Channel 4 had a Italian football programme, the Gazetta, on every Sunday. I watched it religiously, man. Yeah, me it was amazing. Too. Yes, got you. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was so good. Uh, but anyway, I and I, I loved it, and I was so up on Italian football. And then they had that massive corruption thing of years ago. I kind of just, eh, no, okay, all right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna keep watching that anymore. <laughs> um, and then so this has kind of happened, and I'm like. Damn, I feel so out of touch. I feel like, oh, how am I not knowing these? So I had to do research to find out what I have. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you, it's funny because I'm saying this like I don't know them. I have no idea what it's going to be like. But like, we signed Tangi Undembele, who I raved about. That guy, for like a year before we signed him, I was like, that is the next Dembele. This guy, you know, the name thing aside, he's going to be perfect under Pochettino in that system. This this is the guy. This is it. It has not worked <laughs> at all. And I was like so convinced this guy had everything. Look at him, the strength, the physique, the ability to turn on the way. No one's getting that ball off him. You know, everything about the guy is like, oh, look at him. This is going to be amazing. I've just watched him in the Champions League dominating teams, just like Dembele. I will say, right, I'm, I'm going to caveat this slightly, but um, he did sign the play for Pochettino. He did sign with a very specific system, a very specific role in that system he was going to play. And he basically never got to play it. <laughs> now, as a professional and as a work ethic and everything like that, the question marks are massive. <laughs> All of us have just sort of gone, you are so talented, please just put down the pie. Yeah. But it is so frustrating, so frustrating, this guy. Um, but all of us, I think, and I think I can speak, 99% of us are at a point where 
just leave. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. go. It, it was the the, 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 the the slow, slow, slow. Oh, I mean, that was like the final nail. Yeah, that, that's that was, that he, was... he was never going to wear the shirt again, was he, after no. that? No, and, and rightly. I mean, I, I would have been almost annoyed if we got to the end of January and see i'm saying this you ain't gone yet yeah. <laughs> at the time of recording but like i've just talked about the two that are very likely to come in there are three that i that are deemed very likely to go out so it is um brian gill on loan to valencia um we signed him in the summer as part of the lamella deal to sevilla uh very good young exciting talent He's not getting enough games, really. Now, I personally would have preferred to have found him alone in the championship because I think he needs to learn the language and adjust to English football weather conditions as well, not just, you know, not just living in a new country. I feel like sending him back to Spain for a loan, and it's just straight loan, there's no option or anything like that, is less about developing him as as a player for the Premier League, more about just keeping his value where it is. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what we're doing there. It's, it's an odd one, but that is expected to complete today. Another one that's expected to complete today is Tangli and Nabele. Now, it's been PSG, the whole window. PSG, going to going to play for Pochettino like Pochettino always wanted. And then at the very last minute, PSG pulled the plug. And we've faced the very real possibility of being stuck with him, <laughs> which would have been really interesting. And, uh, but he's not gone yet. But there are pictures of him actually in France to complete his return to Lyon today. Go for that. Yeah, no, so 99% certain he is returning to Lyon. I think the club should just put out a statement saying we have returned faulty goods. Yeah. yeah. And that would be hilarious. It would be the funniest tweet they've ever made. <laughs> Tangi Underbelly rejoins Leon as we have returned him product faulty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a really complicated deal, that. It's, it's a loan, possibly with an option. When it's announced, that's going to be interesting. Um, there was speculation yesterday. It was just literally a straight loan, and they were picking up his wages, and that was it. Then there was speculation they're not even picking up his wages. We're still paying like over half, and then you know, so so much. That's an interesting. So when that's actually done and confirmed, it's going to be very interesting to see what that is. But I do get the impression at the eleventh hour we were just you need to be gone. Yeah, it, it, know, that's we, that's a, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you know, I know, I know. We, we talked about Levy to the cows come home about how yeah. he he doesn't. There's something he doesn't quite get about the football inside of it, yeah. but. This is something that I know. Obviously, there's not. It's not by the sounds of things. He's not being sold, so there's no loss, yeah. being or whatever. But this is from a footballing point of view. You're right. He has to go. He cannot be in no. that squad because he's like. If, if we're going to get anywhere and do anything, especially under Conte, this is the the polar opposite of the player that Conte needs in a, in a squad. The po- like yeah. is the, if everything, everything that you look at for for Conte player and Dombele is the opposite, obviously apart from his ability, but yeah. attitude wise, that kind of thing, just yeah, get out yeah, of the club, you know. It's like yeah. it's it's it's, a, it's like you say, it's a real shame because like probably we all did. I mean, and this is what you're saying about you know looking forward to Dombele signing. Why these two Juventus players are a bit of a curveball to us is because normally yeah. we spend yeah. so long speculating, but these two Juventus <laughs> players were like, wait, yeah, we're signing these two. By the way, we're like, what? Where well, did this come well, from? The, you know, the Dombele one's weird for me because 
Um, I, I know someone uh, from from all the way back at school days year who was working as a scout for Tottenham at the time and was sent to watch him. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a kind of like a inside track on in our interest about a year. It was like 18 months we scouted this guy. We were literally looking for a replacement for Dembele. We knew Dembele was coming to the end with us and we knew in this system you need that type of player desperately. Yeah. Didn't have one in the academy. Didn't have one you could see in the Premier League at that time. So I had to go look at And the club found this guy at Leon, And Leon were progressing, doing really well. He, he'd come to them from like a really lower French team. And he, he did well for them on loan. Then they signed him and he did well in the Champions League. And it was like, yeah, this guy, this, this is the guy. And my friend did the scouting report around him. And then they did another uh, different scout actually in France. Did like all the kind of personality stuff and everything <laughs> yeah. but my mate literally watched him in games and he said the very first time I was sent to watch him he said the first note I wrote was Dembele reborn and I was just like oh really he was like yeah he said you gotta watch him you gotta watch him and I did and in France in that league no one got the ball off him no. the guy picked the ball up from the defence brought it forward he played beautiful but I was like do you know what I think his passing ability is a little bit more than that. this guy has got it all yeah Ah, oh, it's not worked. <laughs> and it's so, it's like so bad because you sort of look at these things and it's like that absolutely nailed on, going to be amazing, going to be amazing, and it's been crap. And I, and I'm trying to think of an example right now where we've signed someone and I've just been like, nah. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who we signed that I was like that with, Michael Dawson. Okay. Michael Dawson came as part of a two-player deal from Nottingham Forest with Andy Reid. Oh, Andy Reid, that's right. And Andy Reid, I was delighted. He's this, he's a winger. He's like all this excitement about him. Oh, we've got some defenders on. Whatever. <laughs> Dawes, I loved the guy. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. loved the guy. He was heart on everything. The ball came in the box. He would put every part of him in the way of it. <laughs> he yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, again, it just kind of shows that sometimes you just got to let the player join let the player play and then and then kind of make a decision um because the kind of prejudgment i think's uh i think it's dangerous i think it's i think that's how we let ourselves down yeah <laughs> uh, and, it, and it just like you said they just we forget again i'll say it again we forget they're just yeah. people like us they are, yeah. you know and and like like you know we've all experienced in life people that you just think if you just buck your ideas up a bit, you could do so much yeah, more of what you've got. Big time, yeah. And this guy, yeah. he could be, he could be one of the greatest football players in the world. With and, the... and he might, he might now go on to be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, don't, being I doubt back it, it with that attitude. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with you on that. But the one thing I would say is sometimes people want to be in their own environment, and I think maybe back in France, being at Lyon, where he was very happy. Playing football again without the because the thing is about the Premier League. The Premier League's intense. Like you, as a midfielder in the Premier League, you have got to be a step up. Remember when he first joined? Every time someone touched him, he dropped. Oh, he still does. He still yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean? It's like I think Jose Mourinho said, like you know, you've got to stop being injured all the time. Oh, yeah, I think just... all of us were like, hey, and clearly it's because he'd like get a bruise and be like, ah, mortally wounded. Honestly, like my my <laughs> memories of him, like I know he, he there was a few moments of magic like that goal against Sheffield United, yeah. but my overriding memories of him is just having this grimace on his face. Hobbling, 
just just constantly looking like everyone's <laughs> against him and hurting him. He's like, just get on with it. I remember um, someone posted a picture of him looking absolutely dead, like really like on his ass dead in the training gear. And I was like, oh wow, that said, must have been an intense training session. And the guy who posted it was a journalist, and he said, I swear to all of you that this is true. That was after he ran out on the training bus. Oh, my God. Jesus. And every comment was just like, you're winding us up. And he's like, I swear to you, we took a load of pictures. And then when we went back through them, as they've all run out, we've gone, what? <laughs> Did that, is that one from later in the day? Has it got muddled in? No, no. it's timestamped. Oh, <laughs> it is literally. Everyone's come running out, smiling, laughing, joking, like, oh, morning, like to the photographers at this open training session. And he's come out, like you said, grimacing, hobbling, looking like he's near death. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that was for me it was like that I was kind of like yeah this ain't ever gonna work no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like hanging on hoping some manager's gonna get the best out of him nope. I, I just know he ain't happy here we ain't happy with him time to go uh, so so that one so like I said so Brian Gill to Valencia Undumbelli back to Leon Goods faulty the third one today that they are expecting is Giovanni Lachelso to Villarreal uh, it's a loan possibly with an option, but again, there's not any more information on that. Undumbelli uh, and Lachelso, that's about £100 million worth of signings between those two in total. Um, and neither have worked just out. Doesn't work, I mean, hasn't worked. Yeah, you're right. uh, it just hasn't worked out. Um, I think what it does highlight is the club's recruitment and scouting and everything is what needs looking at more than anything else. Because... It's been awful, uh, just absolutely awful for some time. Uh, Daniel Levy keeps doing this thing about spending money doesn't guarantee success. Well, if you spend it like a moron, it doesn't. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on! <laughs> it's, not, it's like all of us are looking at this, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right." When you sign stuff that isn't going to work, and every signing's a gamble. Blackburn Rovers identified a really good young winger from Tottenham and they signed him for what is a great price and the kid got injured and is out for the rest of the season. Every signing is a gamble. <laughs> it is. It just is. But you can do a lot of research and a lot of get a lot of information which can kind of mitigate that gamble. Um, but yeah, I, it, I, it, I, it's I, not worth I always understand. For me, I appreciate that you pay more of a premium when you when you sign players from the Premier League. But I just yeah. I can't understand why we more players aren't. And I appreciate some like a lot. It's more difficult. Not it's not just the premium. It's the dealing with the chairman of of the, the teams that you're basically are your competitors. Like, you know your rivals aren't aren't they? So everything's a lot more difficult. Apart, like you know, you talk about, and he was talking about Dawson, a player that that we signed. You didn't expect. I was a bit like that with Berbatov. Like when when we signed Berbatov, we'd sold, we just sold Teddy Sheringham yeah. uh, to Man United, and we 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 signed, we signed Berbatov, and I'm like, oh, what was it? Twelve million, I think we paid for him. I've never heard of him before. Mm. But Christ, he landed on his feet the first day. Yeah. He was a seasoned Premier League football player from literally minute one. And it, it, like you said, it's a risk, but I think it's always less of a risk if you sign players from the Premier League. A bit yeah. a bit like, I think Newcastle are doing that a bit, aren't they? You know, they're signing players. Yeah. They, 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 they're tried and tested. These are players that are going to hit the ground running. And apart New, from... Uh, Newcastle annoyed me yesterday. Why is that? They signed a guy called Bruno. <laughs> what's, what's up with that? And at, at no point in their social media did they say nobody's talking about Bruno. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, uh, they should just fire their social media team. I mean, it, <laughs> I, I, I did actually see the announcement video because this guy was linked heavily with Arsenal. Yeah. They really had a jab at Arsenal. Oh, I really? mean, like, yeah, like if we did it, we'd all be a little bit. Oh, that's a little bit cringe. Don't do that. That's yeah. a little bit cringe. Newcastle went at them. All of these tweets from Arsenal accounts going, "Oh, we're signing this guy. We're signing this guy." They did in like a video package, and then him signing for Newcastle. <laughs> I was like, "What? It's quality. What? What have Arsenal done to the barcodes anytime <laughs> recently?" But wow, that was. But the fact they didn't have, we're not talking about Bruno at any point. Disgusting. And by the way, I'm singing that song because a bloody step in Stefan who recommended that film to me and my daughter. Do you know? I'm do, still mad at him about that. Do, do you know what? It's funny. I, I took the two kids to watch it, and uh, I thought Seb's not going to enjoy this because it's it's most Disney, yeah. Disney films are kind of yeah. musicals, really, aren't they? He plays yeah. that song religiously. He loves oh. it. It's so like it's, honestly, I sing it in my it's sleep. They me. sing it. So yeah, much. me too. He's killing <laughs> me. We played the game Hangman. Me and Layla yesterday, and I, I saw the fell third was beef, but I was like. It's just, we need to talk about Bruno. She's like, yeah. And I was like, you just want no, to. Yeah, I don't, I don't need, yeah. It's, it is currently so ingrained in my brain. I'm seeing it when it ain't even there. Yeah, but the fact they didn't even do that in the social media. Come on. No, come exactly. On, guys. But, Fuck your ideas. But, probably because Disney would sue their ass. No, of, of <laughs> course. Yeah, of course. But I just, yeah, yeah I was going to go back to my point. I just think that yeah. we, we, we look at players like LaCelso and Dombele, Brian Gill, players like that. And I'm right, like, they're a risk. I get that. But so many players from abroad seem to take so long to settle, yeah. And, and they do eventually. I mean, you look at look at Son for example. Son, you know, mm-hmm. he he um he, he struggled for a he whole struggled, year. didn't he? He came from the German, yeah. and then now he's wow, like you know, he's just yeah. pure Premier League player. But yeah, it just well, it's so many duds. That you get um, so so that, so today's business, everyone's kind of on the same page with this would suggest that the club have kind of briefed all the journalists to say this is it if all of this happens that's it um three out two in and the club are happy that's their business for the january transfer window um the fact it's all happening on deadline day is madness now there are some other players that have been linked heavily with leaving in this window the Steven Bergwijn, for example, has been linked heavily with a move to Ajax. Um, they, they've been in talks with us, and we've rejected two offers so far, and apparently they're going to come back in today, according to a lot of good, uh, respected journalists. Uh, Deli Ali, uh, Joe Roden, um, and Jafet Sanganga are the others that have been linked heavily with leaving. Um, Tanganga, Roden, I can't imagine both leaving, uh, possibly one of them. Uh, Delhi is one which I thought was going to leave all window, uh, but no offers come in. So what the club have basically put out, which is if the two come in and the three I've said have gone, no other business is being done for incoming. Mm. If, however, someone else comes in for one of those players and they they are leaving, the club will then move quickly to try and replace them. Sure. Um, that makes sense. It makes sense. It's a little bit... Uh, my my only thing is we're at deadline day. <laughs> the January transfer windows in January every year. <laughs> it's the same amount of days every year. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I'm at a little bit of a loss, and I, I think it's well worth us bringing up. I I don't understand how you get to the last day of the window and have this kind of situation when you've had all these months. Now I fully get that sometimes logistically. 
um, signing a player can be a pain. Like, so, for example, there are a few players at the moment. One of these, uh, the Uruguayan international we're looking at, is in Uruguay right now. He's in South America for internationals. So, based on that, you understand there is a logistical problem with agreeing the terms, getting a medical done, etc., etc. That's logistics. That's an issue. But we agreed this day, this deal with them three days ago. I'm told the medical was done in past yesterday, and it's going to be announced today. So it took three days. Mm. You know, we got thirty-one in January. Why? Why is it that we leave our business right to the end? We know the answer to this, but I'm just putting it out there, and then have this situation where someone could come in today, quite rightly. So if Ajax come in for Bergwine today and say, right, we'll, we'll match your asking price. And Stephen Bergwijn asks to leave, which appears to be the condition of this. You know, Conte wants him to stay. The club are happy for him to stay, but the player has voiced concerns he's not playing enough. He's aware that Ajax are in for him, where he will play week in, week out. So if the player says, look, they've matched your price, I'd actually like to go, he will be allowed to go today. So if that happens, the club then, I'm guessing, have got a list and again, this is a pure guess. I've got a list of players they will then try to bring in to replace him in the squad. But you have this kind of knock-on effect. Because we're on the last day, the only people that are going to be available are players that clubs don't want. Because if you've got a player... Let's look at Brighton. Brighton have got a right-back, right-wing-back called Tarek Lamptey, who came through the Chelsea Academy. Really good, exciting young player that most of this kind of big six are looking at and saying, yeah, we'd like him. Brighton made it clear, day one of this window, January, he ain't going nowhere. In the summer, if the kid wants to leave, we'll consider it. But in January, no. Not a chance. Everybody's known that from day one. Of course, there's still rumours everywhere. Because that's how, that's how the press works. Yeah. <laughs> but but they've made it abundantly clear and clubs have kind of been like, oh, okay, so we'll look at him in, in, in the summer, perhaps, you know, if that's an option. But <laughs> you've got this situation now where... What I mean by that, and that's the example, is that no club's going to let a star go. No club's on the final day with hours, maybe minutes to replace them, are going to go, all right then, Tottenham, <laughs> yeah. go on then. Yeah. You can have him. Oh, you little scamps, you. They're not going to do it because you're, you're then shafting yourself. What about swap deal, Sam? Come on, it's exciting. It's the last day. Oh, oh, swap, swap to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it isn't like the games <laughs> it's not you know think, if you think about it, and I think we've said this before how many actual swap deals can you think of in your life yeah there aren't there many, aren't many. there aren't many there are uh, the only the only swap deal I can think of is when we signed Ben Davis and um, Michel Vorm from Swansea and someone went there the other way I think on like an initial loan and that's still being investigated Jesus. by the Court of Arbitration for Sport because we basically did that to shaft some Dutch club out of a sell-on fee Bad for hell. Michel Vorm. Because Michel Vorm went as part of a swap deal for zero. And this club went, whoa, <laughs> we are owed 40% of the transfer fee. That guy's worth money. 40% of and, zero. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and, and Swansea gladly gave them 40% of zero. <laughs> Um, and we and we and Swansea went down. We're talking about it, mate. Yeah. We negotiated a fair deal between us. <laughs> Michel Vorm, he's happy. He's happy. 
he's fine. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, that is still at the court of arbitration for sport. So, um, <laughs> and we all know how long ago that was. Michelle has retired, what, three times now <laughs> yeah, yeah. From, from us and re-signed. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. You don't see it very often. I mean, of course, that's, it's a madness. It can happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't imagine it. You know, I don't imagine that Brighton are going to turn around and go, do you know what, we're quite interested in Roden as a central defender. Give us Matt Doherty as well, and a Jermaine Genus bobblehead, and you can have Lamperty. Go on, go on, you can have it. As much as fans believe that's possible, I don't. Yeah. So we do, I, I don't understand this. I don't understand this brinkmanship. I, I, you, you have this theory that Daniel Levy does this because it can save money. I I think maybe ten fifteen years ago, it possibly possibly worked on a deal once. I don't know, but it, it doesn't work now. <laughs> it it doesn't because teams either got wise to it or teams are just unwilling to do that kind of deal now. Yeah. Um, you shared with me something the other day, um, and I I did think the minute I read it, that's the, you know that's podcast material. Um, I don't know if it was you had the book or you saw it being shared yourself. No, it had been. I'd seen someone share it to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, it's an extract from Glenn Hoddle's book. Um, Glenn Hoddle obviously wrote a book, and it's an extract from his time managing uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, let me let me just uh, read this passage to everybody. Uh, My growing frustration with life at Tottenham didn't help my mood after my dad passed away. I wanted to build a younger squad after finishing the 2001-2 season in ninth place. It was time for the club to show ambition. So, 20 years ago this was written, everybody. Let this sink in a minute. (laughs) However, I kept running down dead ends when it came to signings. It often seemed that I wasn't on the same page as the board. I find it strange that I never had a single conversation with the owner, Joe Lewis... And I wasn't the last Tottenham manager to discover the transfer talks ended tended to drag on when Chairman Daniel Levy was involved. I got on well with Daniel, who had been who had been given a great responsibility for running the football club, the whole club, by Lewis. But there was always something to negotiate with him. It wasn't easy to accept, and I felt cut off at times. There was no link to the very top of the club, where the owner's silence was deafening. Ultimately, everything felt too political. It wasn't that I had unwanted signings foisted on me from above. The problem was more that they differed when we needed to be decisive, which stopped us progressing. We had some promising young defenders, but other parts of the squad looked tired and frayed. We needed more energy in midfield, given that Darren Anderson and Tim Sherwood were getting on, but the lack of funds forced me into compromise signings like Jamie Redknapp, now, I didn't need to add that last thing, but I just want to have a pop at Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever you can. Yeah, just just because... Jamie, now, you sacked my dad Redknapp. <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. And that could have been written by Mauricio Pochettino. It could have been written by any manager we've had in that time, I think. And in fact, we've seen Mauricio say something very similar, but in a far nicer way. We saw AVB say something far worse (laughs) Um, but 20 years ago and here we are on deadline day again and the club have differed through an entire window the one saga in this window that people are are wanting to talk about is of course Diaz Uh, Tottenham made a move for FC Porto uh, wing forward uh, Diaz Um, the move uh, got rejected initially we didn't offer the asking price 
and the player's agent, obviously knowing that Liverpool were interested, leaked the story everywhere. <laughs> um, Liverpool were alerted and were like, oh crap, okay, yeah, we'll have to make a move. Liverpool came in, agreed the fee and signed him within a few days. Daniel Levy was said to be livid about this, so angry that it got leaked. This is the same Daniel Levy who will leak every transfer story to try and get a bidding war on our players. Mm-hmm. But is now incensed that someone else would dare do the same thing to him. Um, it's, it's a story that's a bit of a nonsense, really. Um, when Willian came in for a medical with us and then darted up the road to Chelsea, that was bad. That was bad on the player. That was bad. That was not good for him. That was not good. This guy, literally, we had a bid rejected. Liverpool had a bid accepted. He sat down and spoke to him and went, yep, and joined Liverpool. (laughs) Because they paid the money. And Now, if we'd gone in and said, this is what we're willing to offer, and they said, no, this is what we're willing to accept, and we'd matched it, we'd have been sat in front of the player having discussions with him over a contract as Liverpool became aware. Then it would have been the player's choice between the two clubs. What I think everyone needs to get through their heads, and I'm struggling because I'm wondering if Daniel Levy needs to get it through his head as well, is right now we can't compete with Liverpool for a signing. They're Champions League regulars that are winning trophies, challenging for every trophy they're in. We're not. We're not Champions League anymore. We are not challenging for anything. And to convince a player to come to us, you need more than a stadium and a nice training ground. They need to feel like the club is going in the right direction. Now, we've appointed Antonio Conte, which is a big statement, but we kind of needed to back that up in this window, and maybe a Diaz signing could have been part of backing that up, but it kind of feels like our priorities are all wrong here. You know, it's like we've got Kane, who's a good player. We've got Son, who's a good player. We've got Lucas, who's playing probably the best form of his Tottenham career. If we're looking at our side right now, our first eleven. There are other positions that needed that money spending. Do you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, sure. And someone else raised something on Twitter, which to me is, I think is so valid and something I think more and more people are starting to really realise is why is it we always seem to get so close to these high-profile signings and just miss out? Hazard is a perfect example um, Suarez when he was in Holland all of these players that have come to England that have been incredible and have done amazing things and have gone on to look Eden Hazard really was probably the best player on the planet for a cup for a couple of seasons at Chelsea despite Messi and Ronaldo getting the headlines he was for me he was phenomenal aggravated me he played for them so much but he was such a good player to watch um, and all of these players why is it we're always so close like the Dybala deal Diabala, I can't say his name. I've tried so many times. We so say we're willing to go there, get that deal done, and it just fell down at the last minute because of this rights ownership thing. So that meant, in that window, we were ready to spend the 60 million quid on him. That was demanded. Where did that money go? Because in the next window, we were we were broke again, apparently. So, if we were willing to spend sixty million in this window on Diaz, where did that go? Yeah, we've got the money, clearly. Yeah. Well, yeah. In that case, why, why didn't, 
you know, we keep hearing about Paratici. Oh, he negotiates with all these players in every position. And he gets to this point, he has the list, and he works his way through them. And da 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 da. da. Well, what happened then? If this club identified, we want another wing forward, attacking forward, and we want to do this, we want to do this, and we got sixty million to spend on that, and we've also got money on other positions. Da da. da it just what that money just vanished it was like we're willing to spend it on that guy but we're not willing to spend it on an equivalent mm. it doesn't make sense and it feels like and it's starting to feel like to me anyway it's a press game it's a look at us showing ambition without actually ever having to actually show ambition yeah but you, as it as, as it does and as it has been doing it just pisses the Spurs fans off more and more oh, every year massively. because the thing is look if, if you look at it if you if you look at cold reality of of what's going what's happening today is we're getting rid of we're getting rid we're we're, we're moving yeah. on three players that aren't adding anything to the squad and some are actually detrimental to the yeah. squad and we're bringing in two very good midfield players from one of the best teams in europe so yeah. that's on the face of it good business but yeah. what's ha- happened is we've been antagonized by seeing what we could this is what you could have won <laughs> is that what, yeah. is this, that's what it is, isn't it this is what you could have won and and when you when you have that then then you're like, okay, these players seem okay, but I want him, the one that you was that we could have yeah, got, the, you know, the, the one, the one that we so say we're linked to, and, yeah. and it is, it is a weird thing, and also the kind of paratici. I think all of us were kind of sat back with this, going, you know, the summer window a little bit hit and miss. Brian Gill hasn't come in and set the world on fire, but he's young. We're we're all willing to accept that. Romero looks great. Yeah, I looks can't good. wait for him to be come back. Really, you know, really, really solid. So we're all looking at that going good. Galini, mm, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, goalkeepers is a weird one, isn't it? Like you can you can look great week in week out, and then you sort of don't play for a few weeks, and then come in and you're a disaster. You know, so it's a weird one. But we're all so we're all kind of like first window. We're giving you a C plus, yeah. maybe a B, maybe a B when Romero's fit. But yeah, we're waiting to see. Second window, and all he's done is brought in two players from Juventus, his former club. This is the guy who's supposed to be the most well-connected director of football across the whole of the world. And the only deals he's been able to do for us are from his old club and two players that they needed to sell to balance their books. Mm. It doesn't inspire you, does it? it you know, do you know what I mean? Like, these two guys could come in and be great for us. And I really, I, of course my whole heart hopes they do you know this is this is not a kind of who are they well none of that like I, i've seen some stuff about that and i think they'll come in and do a great with conte and i'm delighted we're signing them but from that point of view it's a bit you know every player we've been linked to strongly has been in italy the guy surely i mean if we're literally only signing from Serie A now we're gonna struggle <laughs> It yeah, make sense. I, I, do you know? I was thinking as well, and I know I shared a screenshot of it to you guys on the Messenger Group. But I, I yeah. think a lot of it, and look, I, I don't want to be putting two and two together, and making six. But you know, we, we've 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 talked about this kind of this feeling, a rhetoric towards Spurs from, by the media. Yeah, and you've only got to look at these two signings we made, and and you, you know, the, I, I screenshot part of the article, didn't I? From I think it was Sky yeah, Sports did, or one yeah. of them, and it's like. Oh, they've signed. The, they're announcing these two players, but they missed out on this player. Oh, and also yeah. the, the 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 one guy, the Swedish guy, he's had twenty nine or twenty odd appearances, but yeah. only six of them have come. If he started, and he's yeah. only, and you read the words, it says he's only just only scored two goals. So yeah. you could you can you, you can look at um, 
a set of facts and you can spin mm. that however you like. You could go, oh, like Spurs yeah. have signed this, this this guy from one of the best clubs in Europe, got a potential, he's, 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 he's only 21, yet he's made this amount of appearances, mm. he's already yeah. had this amount of assists. And, yeah. and, then, and then they'll, in the same article, they'll say, uh, they've missed out on their long-term tar- target Traore. But there's no mention mm. of the fact that this guy's, what, scored one goal and zero assists all season. No, it, no, So, no, so you, right. you can make an, you can make an article wherever yeah. you like it to look sound. Yeah. So, yeah. us as Spurs fans, if if, if, if it's being fueled, this kind of anti-Spurs and this take the piss out of Spurs no matter what happens, yeah. we're going to have negative, we're going to have a negative yeah, viewpoint, so. aren't we? And, and we're yeah, going to get pissed so, yeah. off because we're re... Look, I I I I, make, I I admit that I read Sky Sports because I, I I've got the app on there because I like yeah. uh, keeping an eye on, well, because I just like keeping an eye on what, what the fixtures you know like Stevens my local club let's click on it and see how Stevens get on they had a good three 0 win yeah. by the other the other day by the way so Yay. they're kind of at, at the moment out of the relegation zone but uh, you and I um you I know you were intelligent enough to know that media. Is it, it's there to manipulate us, isn't it? It's there to manipulate us, which is why I stopped reading newspapers a long time ago. You'll, you'll read a story in a newspaper, and it's just a, it could be a story about anything, but they'll make you feel how they want you to make you feel about what you're reading, mm-hmm. by how they arrange the words, by how, by what they suggest and stuff. Right. So yeah. we get we get in that all the time, and 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 so I think that we're we're kind of angry, we're pissed off, like you know. But what I what I don't I mean, look. I know you've got you, you've got your contacts and stuff, right? So you probably know more than I do. But yeah. I I wonder whether was that ever was was there ever you know, like you say, we could have put the bid in and it could have been accepted. But was this guy always going to go to Liverpool? You know, was I we, think so. Yeah. So so yeah, we, we was never so. realistically in for him. And, and as much as this is not me defending Levy because I know he he just mm. doesn't quite get it. He doesn't quite get the football inside of it. I do think that we we get sucked into this kind of Spurs don't know what they're doing, and it, and I got a bit frustrated. It's a bit like with the manager situation, right? With with um, yeah. we like all right. Clearly, in hindsight, Nuno was completely out of his depth, and he was it was it was a terrible man- managerial uh, sign in. But yeah. we was getting fed all the time, wasn't we? Look, Spurs, another one's rejected Spurs, another one's rejected Spurs. You've only got to look at Everton, right? Everton are, the, are, are a team that. They're harmless, Everton, aren't they? Like no one hates Everton, yeah, do they? Yeah. Apart from Liverpool, I guess. But they, they've they've had, they've had different man like that that um, one guy wanted to. I can't think who it is. I can't think of his name. Uh, he's an European guy, I think, who wanted the job. Yeah, he was putting it out there. So there's other people going for it. But there was never a ridicule, was there? There was never a ridicule of Everton. Look, they can't make their mind up. They've got this guy that wants it. This guy that wants it. They're offering it to him. They've, and now they've got Lampard, and no one's no one's. Criticising them or saying, "God, look at Everton! They can't look how long it takes them to get a manager, and how many they got to go through before they get one." You know, but yeah. but I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that that Everton situation was as 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 long-winded as ours because I know ours was long-winded, but I just feel like we just there's just there seems to be this thing where we're just we're we're the pissed we're the ones to be the piss taken out of us, you know. And yeah. look look, they've made two signings from two Juventus players. How can we make how can we make it that this is this is ridiculous? And they've they've missed out on two or three, to, and they're desperate and they're desperately signing these two players, you know. The, I think yeah, you I, I think you can look I, at it from know, two points I, of view, do, you know. I do I do see what you're saying with that, and then you're right. When you when you write an article of any kind, you can manipulate the words and manipulate the facts. Uh, we had this on a 
Facebook post the other day and someone pointed out the, the stats you said then about assists and goals from this player. And I said, although stats are useful, you know, you look at statistics and you can look at that and go, wow, this player is really productive or perhaps they're not. Let's have a look at it. They're not the be all and end all because, you know, you look at Musa Dembele's stats for us and our two best seasons challenging for the title, the guy contributed like one goal and three assists. Mm. But if you ask any player or any fan who went to watch a game, he was the best player in that team. Oh, he, he was part of the, he was part of the reason. Like when I when my season ticket, he was yeah. like, "This is why I'm paying for it to watch this guy." Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so uh, although stats can be important, they shouldn't ever be viewed in isolation. And we shouldn't look at a stat of a player we're signing where he's coming from one club, one league, coming to this one and think is the be all and end all. And I'm and that can work both ways. Vincent Janssen came from Holland, barreling in a goal every other game easy or one in one almost came to England and really struggled we got players that come here from a side from no, Nagoya, uh, sorry Kante joined Leicester from the third tier French football and the guy's probably been the best defensive midfielder since Makaleli. yeah just phenomenal yeah. So you can't prejudge, you can't look at a stat and go, oh, look, look where they're signing him from, look how much they're paying for, look at what he's done elsewhere. You need to let them come in, you need to let them adjust, you need to let them play games and then make a judgment on what they're doing for you as, as a club. My, my point around us going through the entire window and then signing two players from Juventus is, like I said, it's not to belittle them and not to belittle them as players, but just from us and our transfer policy and our recruitment strategy... It doesn't feel like there is one. Now, there could be one, of course, but it, it feels from the outside looking in that the panic button got hit about three or four days ago and we did the deals we knew we could do mm. because Juventus needed the sell and obviously he knows everyone at Juventus and he was able to pick the phone up and go, those two guys right there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Did we want them. That, what worries me about this is the idea of having a director of football and the idea of having this kind of structure is that no matter who your coach is, and modern game coaches tend to be two to three year cycles really, they come in and out, is you as a club have an identity, you as a club have a long term strategy for your squad, a long term strategy for ev evolving it, uh, the way you want to play, everything like that, and the coaches come in, put their spin on things, but it's the Tottenham way, always. What it feels like at the moment is like in the summer, they made a big deal. Remember, we had this bit of press from Paratici after the window, basically like our goal was to lower the average age of the squad, our goal was to do this. And you kind of looked at it and went, well, you've done that. Okay, all right, I see what you're doing. Let's see what happens in January. And in January, again, the, the age of the players that are coming in, 24 and 21, again, it's, it's lower, but... It's around the kind of quality. Now, I want, I want to flip this just as kind of like a final thought on it, really, which is, I think, when I said earlier on about Daniel Levy needs to get it through his head that we're not Liverpool, and we're not competing with Liverpool now, I also think the fans do as well. We shouldn't be trying to sign a guy called Diaz. That's above us now. We yeah. shouldn't be in... We're, we're, it's like a guy with £10 to his name trying to do a weekly shop in in Waitrose. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that it's, one. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't happening, mate. You're walking out with maybe a bottle of pop. <laughs> it ain't going to happen, is it? God, bottle of pop. I am so old. <laughs> um, Delivered by the milkman. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're reliable milkman. Um, but you take that ten pound into little, you can come out with a good, you, know, you can come out with some good stuff. Oh wow, mate. you could live get off two that. shopping bags full, yeah. <laughs> Bloody right. Um, and this is, this is the problem. We we as a fan base, all of our expectations went up 
rightly so we were right up there we have fallen away we we all know why we can all point the direction we just say but we need to go from where we are back again and you can make that leap by spending big money you can you can correct it Chelsea and clubs like that whenever they faltered bang manager gone here's a couple of hundred million and they go straight back. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what Chelsea You've only got to look at Conte when he took over at Chelsea. They finished like 11th, yeah. 12th in the league. They won the title yeah. the next season. Exactly. Yeah. It's like wallop. Here's yeah. a load of money. Here's a new manager. Straight back. Tottenham aren't going to do that. We don't have an owner that wants to do that. No. So we have to accept that we have to try and build again. So you build again, you've got to get the foundations right. I am as frustrated as hell that we haven't invested. I, I am frustrated as hell because to me... Appointing Antonio Conte as the manager, Harry Kane on the fence about leaving, not even on the fence, Harry Kane has jumped off the fence and has literally tried to run, but the shock collar we got on him has dragged him back. And, I like that analogy, so. Yeah, and and what, what, can, what could convince him to stay? What could convince him to be, do you know what, actually... Yeah, let's do this. We we got this about what could convince him? What could convince Antonio Conte, who is not shy in his press conferences about talking about this and will not be shy the minute the cameras are back on him once this window closes? What could convince these men of ambition that the club shares that with them, other than just talk? And that is actually going out and delivering a, a transfer window and delivering transfers that everybody goes, whoa, yeah, they're serious. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that, that inquires investment, and it ain't there. We all know that Daniel Levy, because it became quite publicised, went to meet Joe Lewis. He flew to his yacht to meet him. They had two days together, and then Daniel Levy came back. Everyone can speculate about that all you want, but I'm fairly confident that conversation was, we need money. Yeah. We, we want to be able to kick on. And Joe Lewis went. Sorry, mate. I I I want a bigger yacht. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I've only got uh, I've this, only got three. One, I've only got three more yeah, than Monaco. I actually yeah. need me fourth one more, more there. You, you got it. Yeah, because I don't like my neighbours. Yeah. Um. So I want to buy that one. <laughs> so I don't have to listen to them anymore. I just want to have a nice, you know, couple of boats either side of me. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, of course, you can speculate. I mean, God, Daniel Levy's probably just went there and had a nice weekend with his mate. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the speculation is he went there with the view of, you know, the club have got X, the club have got this, we need an injection of this to enable this window to do what we want to do, and then the club will repay that over the next however long, and Joe Lewis just said, no, that's not how we work, Daniel, you know that, yeah. <laughs> go away. Yeah. Um, and, and so Daniel came back and said, right, we got to do it with what we got. Now, that means they could have had a very well-structured plan in place that then got thrown out the window, or it could mean that after that meeting, they said, right, now we need a plan because up to this point, we were hoping to do this or we're hoping to do that. But like I said, the reason why fans got their hopes up and then got angry is because we were linked with a guy like Diaz, who un- undoubtedly is a-, is a quality player, who's a Champions League level player, and I think probably will do well in the Premier League. But I thought that about people before and they haven't. Yeah, but- sure. You know he's gone to Liverpool. I think he'll do well. Yeah. From from our point of view, being linked with him and then missing out on him means we're angry and annoyed. I don't think we should have ever been in for him. I don't think that was an achievable signing. And the fact that we went for it doesn't show ambition. It shows stupidity, naivety, even. Because what should have been happening is the focus on players that are definitely going to improve us in the positions that we need improving. And then as we as a team, as a club, improve. You then sprinkle stardust. Oh, Does that make yeah, sense? I completely like, that, yeah, 
It's like right now, right wing back. If we were to sign a, a Lamptey type player, a, a right wing back of real quality, our team would be so much better. Yeah. And that's it. Just one. Just you know, like all the money, everything went on that in this window. Just so much better, and everyone would have that kind of, and the team would improve. The team would get better. Everything would happen. And then you come to the next window, and it's like okay. Now we add that superstar. Now we add that kind of guy because now we've achieved this. We've moved up that ladder again. Oh, completely. But yeah. right now, I, I don't know. I don't know the guys coming in if it's going to do much or if it's just literally going to give us players that are coming in that we can rely on, whereas the players that are going out we couldn't. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, we're time. Time will tell. Oh, but, um, I put on Facebook about uh, fan questions and stuff. I'm really sorry. We're not going to get to it. We've run out of time. Um, but we will uh, obviously circle back. And I've just had a very skim through them. To be honest with you, I think we've answered them all anyway. Oh, there you go. Um, so uh, apologies if you did ask something and we've not addressed it. Apologies. Um, I'll try and I'll try and jump on that thread and, and answer them with my opinions anyway. And get a, get um, a question in for next podcast as well. We'll definitely answer that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next show, uh, well, uh, I don't think we'll do one Thursday. We'll get back on our Thursday track the following week. Okay. Um, because you know people don't listen to us twice in one week, do they? <laughs> be spoiling them, he says. Uh, but look, this is as we finish recording this, just sort of like looking at ten thirty on the thirty first of January. Um, out there today, so much can possibly change. So keep an eye on our Facebook page. If you're listening to this literally as it comes out, then there'll still be hours in the day. And remember, loan deals are a nightmare because the deadline's eleven, but loan deals typically can still go on and on and on and be announced right the way into the early hours. So keep an eye on everything, especially with the outgoings. The outgoings is interesting because if you see an outgoing that isn't Undumbele, Lachelso, or uh, Brian Gill, then according to everybody who's in the know, that means the club will act on another incoming. Potential incoming, I like it. Potential, yeah. So everyone, keep your eyes peeled. We'll see where we end up. Uh, Matt, a joy as always. Everyone, you take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.